Welcome to the Messy Life, Mighty Love podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow Messy Life journeyer, and friend. You are listening to episode 13, Messy Twinship. Today, I have the great pleasure of having my twin with me, and we talk about what it's like to be twins and how, yes, very messy that can be. Hope you listen in. I am so, so happy, everyone, to have my twin sister, Sarah, here today to talk about messy twinship. You've already met her in a couple of past episodes in some of our escapades way back when we were on the farm. And I will warn you that my sweet twin, Sarah, did not want to listen to my podcast at first because it felt like listening to herself, and that wigged her out. So I will try to clarify for you who is speaking, but it may get all messed up because being twins, well, it's messy. I am going to let Sarah share a little bit about herself and also answer that often asked question, no matter what twins look like, are you identical or fraternal twins? So here's Sarah. Hi everyone. Um, If you grew up with us, you would remember me as Sally, Uh, Abby and Sally, all kinds of funny nicknames that went along with. Savvy and Allie, you name it. If you are listening and you did grow up with us, you would think of us in a unit. Although for the past 25, more than 25 years, we have been in separate contexts ever since college. Um, never really been back in the same context. So we very much have individual lives. Abby is the smart one for sure. And the articulate one. Um, and I definitely thought of myself as quite shallow for a while compared to Abby and her depth. But um, that is all balanced out. You kind of grow and change like an individual person does. But when you do it as twins, it's it's a different process. So, um, Abby, should I go right into the fraternal identical thing? Yes, go for it. Okay. So the question of fraternal identical. Well, I'm going to go into that question a little bit because it's funny. So I have BG, boy-girl, whenever you see B slash D, boy-girl twins. Um, No, it's not genetic, skips a generation to have twins. There is a story that goes along with that. But the bizarre thing is I get asked by intelligent people whether my twins, boy and girl, are fraternal or identical. And I don't know how to answer that question in the moment. But if you think of the word identical, identical, you use identical. Fraternal we don't use in regular language, but we would use identical to Robins that you see. They're identical. They look exactly alike. So we understand the term identical. So when I get a question like that, um, but I think as it associates with twins, people don't always know what it means. Um, So very interestingly, um, the story goes, my mother, I say, swore up and down um, that we were absolutely fraternal. They had sent a placenta, um, you know, that comes out after the baby's born, away because it had fused together. This also happened with my fraternal um, boy-girl twins. Um, But they sent it away to get tested because we, of course, were both girls. 
and the lab said, oh, no, it's two separate placentas. So at the time, they thought that if you had two separate placentas, then you had to be fraternal. Now they know it really just has to do with when the fertilized egg splits. So ours probably split on the early side because we actually are not fraternal. When I was pregnant with the twins I just mentioned before, (laughs) my 12-year-old now uh, twins, um, I decided for years, Abby had wanted to um, find out. She was so curious, and I thought it was just kind of funny to be a mystery. You know, it was sort of a fun thing. People always thought of us as identical often. Um, the people who knew us well said, oh, I can always tell you apart. So that's the thing with people. There's really no two people that are identical. So, But we had more in common with identical twins that we would meet than we did with fraternal twins and even separately when we went to separate college whatever it always seemed like people we came across that were identical it seemed more like abby and i and our relationship than fraternal twins uh, that we had known so we did this test like they might do on babies that are born it was like cheek swab tests and the funny thing were all the directions and everything were like make sure there's no you know breast milk or formula in the cheek you know clean it out and everything like that and you had to do this cheek swab. So I was pregnant, I don't know, six, eight months pregnant, somewhere in there, um, with my twins. And I said to my husband, it's all I want for Christmas. I just want to know now. Now that I'm having twins, I want to know if we're fraternal or identical. So we did this cheek swab thing. We were hoping it, it was fine, sent it away. And I remember when the email came, the email notification, I forget how long after. And so, of course, we got on the phone, and Abby said, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, because it said 99.98 or something percent likelihood monozygotic, which is the medical or scientific term for identical. So that answered the question of mystery of 33 years, whether or not we were fraternal or identical. And our mother was not with us, but we did get to share with our our dad, and I do not remember his response. Maybe you remember, Abby. (laughs) No, but we said mom would say, that dumb doctor. She <laughs> <laughs> <You> would. <laughs> yeah, that was very, it was more technical than my story would have been. So I don't know what, I never know what she's talking about when she calls me the smart one. I definitely know she's the smart Alec one, and she's also. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's a dad, my dad, that's how our dad would chime in. Well, Yeah, so for something, I remember when Sarah called me and told me that we were monozygotic. I don't know, it just felt like something, there was like a peace in my spirit that there hadn't been before. Like, yeah, our story, it makes more sense, you know, if we're identical, we just really went through a lot of different things that are more like identical twins, not just like physically, but like in our story to some things I was just going to talk about a little bit. Um, But first I was going to say that when we were born, our amazing mother delivered us both naturally. She didn't have a C-section and we were eight minutes apart. So eight whole minutes, I am older than Sarah. However, our whole life, she's acted like my older sister and she bossed me around when we were younger and she said, go get me water and I said okay and my siblings said why are you doing that I'm like I don't know she said too and with that I I also joke you gonna say something I like the length of hair story Abby Uh, the length of hair story okay go for it I always convinced Abby her hair looked better shorter and I really did think it did but of course my ulterior motive was I did not like 
looking alike as twins. I was definitely the independent, and I wanted my hair long, so that meant Abby's hair shouldn't be long, and I'd always tell her that it looked better short. Finally, she just grew it out, but that was kind of after we were, I was like, wow, she just would always cut it shorter, because I said, I want long hair, and you look better with short hair. I mean, I did truly think she looked good with any kind of hairstyle, plus she's a photogenic one, too, so... (laughs) There you go. She's always giving me the more positive sides <laughs> of things. Enough. Absolutely. Um, but actually, ironically, we're kind of like right now in our lives, our hair is probably the most alike that it's been since our mom cut it short and we looked like little boys. That's another story for another day. But um, yeah. with the whole, you know, eight minutes apart and she would boss me around, but she was always kind of the stronger twin in the sense of just her sense of self and her disconfidence in a group of people and things like that. So we kind of got, there was actually a story our senior year in high school, and it actually said in the story that she was more outgoing and confident and I was more quiet and shy. And I hated that. I was like, what, where am I if I'm quiet and shy? I think there's more in me. And of course there was, because there's no two-dimensional way that you can describe people and say, oh, that one's that and that one's that, because we have so many mixed parts to us. And so if you're listening to this and you know twins, try not to do that with them. (laughs) Try to think about the unique ways that they each are. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to say anything about that, Sarah? No, I mean, I think it's true. People don't like to be put in the box and yet people do it. And so, of course, I don't know if this is the case with you, Abby, but I have such a heart for identical twins in particular. Mm-hmm. There's there's definitely a few I know at my kids' school. They go to a small school, but I think there's like seven sets of twins wow. and they're in a school of like 150. So it's pretty crazy. And I think three or four of the sets are identical, a couple of, of identical uh, girl sets, uh, one identical boy set, and um, I think that the rest are fraternal, but yeah, and so I am so sensitive and perceptive to the fact that whether people do it or not, one of them actually has assumed a certain posture as the twin who's more this or the twin who's less that or something like that, so yeah, it's, it's definitely... It's certainly very defining being a twin. This is where we just really lean on our faith because, you know, God says in Psalm 139 that we are fearfully and wonderfully, the message says, marvelously made. And that's a unique kind of thing. And I always tell people being identical twins doesn't mean that you're clones. And also we're formed throughout our whole lives into the people that we are. And those experiences are unique to each person. For Sarah and I, like she said, we made the break. Um, That was really her decision, but I'm so thankful that it happened because it really saved a lot of our relationship and just helped us to really own our own stories and the path that we were on. And God's done so many amazing things um, in each of our lives as we have trusted him as individuals always 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 remaining twins and having that bond that really nothing could take away from us so do you have any more thoughts and the cool well this is a fun fact or whatever about identical twins so um you know twins were much less common um when we were young they're much more common now but 
maternal twins, you know, can be a product of so many different, um, you know, fertility treatments, and they're very much still twins, but um, science can reproduce the situation of a fraternal twin, two separate, um, you know, fertilized eggs. But identical twins is still something that science just cannot produce. They do not know as much as they've been able to do, um, even in the world of fertility or anything, they can't bring about what we are, you know, the monozygotic twins, we, they, they can't do it. And so that to me, um, you know, as we for sure, you know, we found out for sure that we were identical and just the fact that it's just something only God can do, I think is so significant. And then, you know, that knowing that person is genetically, you know, 100% matched. So our kids are really more like siblings in a lot of ways um, mm-hmm. than cousins, you know, because of that. And then, too, just knowing, I mean, everybody, like you brought up Psalm 139, you know, everybody should look at that and say, you know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made individually in my mother's womb. But then to think of what God does in an identical twinship uh, situation is, is really remarkable. And amazing because he, for his own perfect you know, divine wisdom, does that for a very small percentage of the population. And I believe with a plan um, mm-hmm. in mind um, for that. So, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fun to have Amen. you on my podcast, um, Sarah, my twin. And I just wanted to say to you listening, if you know anybody that has twins or that is a twin, whether fraternal or identical, and you think um, you enjoyed this episode, please share it with them because we really do want to reach out to anybody would find it interesting, but we'd love to reach out to twins um, to let them know that they're seen and understood in a special way. And I'm hoping to have Sarah on here regularly And if things go really well, who knows? Maybe a messy twinship or some kind of twin podcast all our own. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to this special edition of the Messy Life Mighty Love podcast. In so many ways, my messy life has, nowhere has it been touched more than being a twin. And there's been so much laughter in that kind of mess. And there has been some pain. But in the end... The mighty love of God has made itself known in so many ways. I am so thankful that I am a twin. Once again, thank you for listening. And if you know anyone who is a twin or who has twins as kids or who is close with twins, would you please um, let them know about this episode? And we hope that it could be encouraging to them. And I hope that we will be able to do this again, Sarah and I, um, maybe on on this podcast or on our very own. So, for more from me, my journey with bipolar disorder, and many of the other things that I have written about over the years, go to my website, abigailalleman.com. That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Alleman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. There are a couple of free eBooks for subscribers to my blog and newsletter. Well, again, I'm so glad you are with us. I think I've said that many times today in this episode. And I probably won't edit them out because life is messy and life is good because God's mighty love 
can always be seen breaking through. I would love to catch you next time.